I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers Episode 389 Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Wow, you got it. Right? <laughs> that's, that's the whole convoluted title. It might or might not be written in front of me. Oh. But I still wasn't sure. <laughs> You're like, wait, you're still second guessing. Like, wait, is that really the title of this? I still can't spell Jurassic. Every time I spell it wrong. It's for me, it's hard to like think about it or say it out loud. But when I write it or type it, like my muscle memory, just because I've typed it so much over the years, like it kicks in. But when I have to, but when I think about it, I'm like, is it, it's one R and then two S's. Yeah, I'm always like, no, it doesn't have ass in it, but it does. (laughs) Jurassic. Yeah. I remember seeing online somewhere at one point that, like, I think the misspelling of Jurassic was a drug somewhere. Huh. Like, some kind like of a strain of weed or, like or something. Like, like weed. Oh. Or some, something. I like rec- the fact that the, that the, the, the weed dealers are like, dude, you got to spell that with two R's or we'll get sued. <laughs> yeah. We can't infringe on the intellectual property of Universal. <laughs> are you crazy? That's how, that's how they got all the money for these big budget movies is they're out there suing every pusher on the every corner <laughs> well they're running around that jungle what do you think you know yeah <laughs> where they, do they film these movies is it really costa rica like where i i'm i don't know i have no idea clearly they're on location like when they're running around in those big open fields that's not green screen i mean i'm sure a lot of stuff is but like right. there it's scenery there of are, like yeah there are parts where they, yeah. they went outside yeah yeah well, i don't know Ask Google. These are the answers that we don't know. <laughs> Where did they film Jur Ass? Make sure you spell it right. <laughs> world. Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same place. It looks identical. Well, I mean, they went back to the same place, so it would have to be, right? I mean, they could they could always I change. Know. Bill, <laughs> oh, I'm like <laughs> I was being They only de- built Jurassic World in one place. I was so. being deliberately obtuse. Yes. Uh, it, let's see. It looks like, uh, Hawaii. Hawaii stands in that for the sense. fictitious Isla Nublar. Nublar. Yeah. It looks like it has an R L in it. Nublar. Nublar. 
Nublar. Nublar. Hmm. What I'm reading at movie.locations.com, oh, it well, looks like sounds it's legit. N-U-B-L-A-R. Yeah, of course, right. I'm also <laughs> pushing 50, and this font is small. <laughs> there you go. So there's that. Well, that's your exciting Jurassic World trivia yes. that we... Thank yeah. you for, for joining us this week <laughs> on Listen to Us Google Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you learned something today. Yeah. We, uh, our show prep was off the charts for this episode, yeah. as you can tell. So. <laughs> Crazy. Where did they film this? Earth. <laughs> well, unless it was a Will Smith movie, and then it was filmed... After. Earth. On Earth. Earth. But it wasn't. You know, he never said that. <laughs> What's that? He never says that. He doesn't? That's a... a What's that thing called? Oh, like a, a play it again, Sam sort of yeah, a Yeah, that's that. It, he never says that. I went back and because, you know, people always do that meme. And I went back and I rewound the movie and I listened to it a few times. It's like, he's like, welcome to Earth. Like, it's clear. He enunciates <laughs> it. He never does that. So if you say that, I'm not saying you meant it, but it's like, that's basically a racist meme. Yeah, like, I he know. He never <laughs> says that. Like, What about an after Earth? Does he say it there? Uh, did anybody I see that movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, I like, have to. he's like, you know what? I'm, but I'm not watching it again to find out. I did the Men in Black Mind Eraser thing after that movie. Yeah. So I wouldn't. <laughs> that movie made me so mad because do you remember it made so much money overseas, overseas to save yeah. it? Like it crashed and burned here as it rightfully should have. It right. was terrible. And then it made money. It like actually made its money back plus wow. profit. And These days it would just be a Netflix exclusive. Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, it's totally a Netflix movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Huh. So we should uh, probably go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Brad. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Just real quick, shameless plugs. Uh, don't forget we're available on iTunes, so you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, and you can find us on the interwebs uh, on Twitter at Real Spoilers or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, join the League of Show Shares. If that's not enough for you, you can also go to our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Throw a little money in the kitty, as little as $5 a month, and you'll get all sorts of bonus content. So there is all that. There are no League of Show Shares to read this week because uh, we're recording the episode's early. not up yet. Yeah, <laughs> there's an episode to share yet. So we're uh, I, we're recording a little early because... Tom's on his 12th vacation of the summer. I'm on my 12th vacation of the... I won't travel again until this... No, I take it back in September. Do I, going Tom, somewhere. do you have to take a work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell people... What I do, it beats having a real job. So <laughs> there you go. One of the perks. But uh, I, next week I'm on work. I uh yeah, I know, but it's uh uh but, but you know it's like awesome. I said, I'm pushing fifty. It's it awesome. took me a while to get to this point. Yeah. You didn't, I didn't I didn't yeah. start there at thirty. You oh, know? that's awesome. I, if you think any of us wouldn't be on these vacations <laughs> <laughs> So if anyone's curious, a Disney cruise. Awesome. Ooh. And just the, and just in case you want to hate me even more. Without the kids. Ooh. Ooh that's awesome. Uh, the upside of divorce is uh, your crazy ex gets them like, uh, for a, a week straight. So God knows what sort of condition will come back in. But uh, while while we are childless, we're just like, let's go on a cruise. So yeah. You think you're going to get Ant-Man on the cruise? Since- I don't think so because it's from what I can tell, it seems like they tend to time the the premiere of those movies to the U.S. release. Okay. So I don't think... I will get the Ant-Man will open like we'll get back on we disembark uh, on Saturday morning and it opens the following Friday. So um, Incredibles 2 probably. But I think the Incredibles 2 will be on there, which I hope so, because my wife was mad because I didn't take her to the screening. So (laughs) um, I'm like, "Uh, they're going to show it on the ship. And I'm like, oh, please, dear God, show it on the ship. Yeah. (laughs) 
please, dear God, show it on the ship. But again, all the research I've done, it looks like apparently like if you're on the cruise when the movie opens, they'll do like a midnight screening and it's like a little they'll do a whole, they make a whole production. That's out of fun. It. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd love to do that sometime. Yeah. yeah. When someday when we're Tom's age. Yeah. So yeah. A few decades from <laughs> that's now. The, that's the downside of not being able to tell if it says new bar, new blar, mublar, <laughs> nubbler, mubbler, nubbler. I don't nibbler. know. I think that maybe that's an eight new eight lar. Is that what that says? So that's the flip side. Nice. Well, there you go. Congratulations. And I pee every 20 minutes. <laughs> well, stick in the. Whether there's a restroom or not. <laughs> so. I can't wait to grow old. It's great. I will tell you this. Turn it into a to a infomercial. That Saul Palmetto, it works. What so, is it? We yeah, don't even don't know. know what that is. <laughs> it's like, oh, you haven't started getting that in your feed. You're not the right age yet. But it's like the stuff that's like, oh, it makes your prostate work better, so you don't pee as much. And I was like, that sounds like a big load of crap. So let's try it. And, but I was like, I'm peeing so much. I'm like, I'll screw it. Sure. It's Ten bucks for a bottle. Send it to me, Amazon. I'm not reviewing it though. They don't need. I don't, everybody needs. Don't, they don't need to see my Amazon review for my peeing. And uh, uh, but it's uh, but it, it's working. Wow, good yeah. job. Happy so, for you. Uh, yeah, you should be. <laughs> so, and right. Kevin's like, you peed three times during the last episode, and that's working. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. So, wrap your head around that. Yeah. So anyway, there's way Trying more than to. you need to know about my <laughs> urinary habits. Uh, and it'll be nice on the cruise ship because I can I can probably just pee right over the side. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like, if I gotta go, I just whip it out and pee on the side. Uh, please don't get like. I mean, I know you're probably on international waters. International but... waters. There's no sex <laughs> registry in the, in international waters. I. Is, <laughs> I found the loophole. This is really off to a great start, yeah. guys. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it's so weird recording. I've said it before. Recording these during the day is so different than 8 <gasps> o'clock in the morning. Ah, uh, this is real spoilers after dark. Yeah. <laughs> or coming up on dark. But for us at our age, even though, like, I feel like, you know, my bedtime's right after this. So it's pretty much, yeah. Well, anyway, that's, uh, that's enough of the, the, that shenanigans, I guess. So let's talk about the movie. So which one of us is subjected to being the synopsisizer? Uh, Wikipedia gets that on our okay. time. So, okay, let's, let's, talk, let's go back to Jurassic Park real quick and uh, talk about everyone's love of this series. This is the fifth film in the series. Jurassic Park, of course, came out in 1993. So, Tom, where were you and do you give a crap? So I would have been 22. This is a summer movie, right? So mm-hmm. I would have been 22, almost 23 when this came out. So I was in my probably like, what, sixth year of college. But I mean, I saw it. It was fine. Like it didn't like to me like this is top tier of second tier Spielberg. Hmm. OK, Brad, I feel like I recall seeing it in theaters. I would have been six years old and uh, we had to, our, local, your whore <laughs> mouth. our local theater old. was in Litchfield, Illinois. And I, I'm pretty sure I saw it there. If not, I saw it a hundred times on VHS the next year, whenever it came out, because the the gap was a lot larger then. But um, yeah, just loved it. It Was one of our childhood like go to movies. Yeah, I get if if you saw it as a kid, like Big Giant Dinosaur, like it's, oh yeah, I totally get it. But for me, I was like, it was good. Like I'm not, and I will say I watched it again before the last one came out. And I honestly think that was my second viewing. I, oh my I, wow. I don't know that I ever watched it again. Um, again, I liked it, but not enough. Like it wasn't. And also, like when it came out on VHS, I'm like, 
yeah, that'll look great on my 22 inch <laughs> pan and scan VHS. Like I was just like, who, yeah, you know, like, right. Who cares? Um, so, but I will say when when we watched it about a year ago with the kids, I was surprised at how well it held up. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing, and uh, I, I feel the same way as you, Brad. And and coincidentally, I was the same age. I mean, I was six in 1993. But I remember everything about it. I mean, it had that big of an impact. You know, it was very early on in my movie going, obviously. Uh, and uh, I just thought it was incredible. I remember the theater. I remember DePere Theater, which is still around here in St. Louis. And I remember what theater it was in. Like, I remember the hallway and exactly which auditorium I was in. And it was just, it was such an amazing movie. And seeing, like Tom said, dinosaurs yeah. on the big screen and looking like that. You know, this wasn't, good looking this wasn't yeah. Godzilla versus, and they, you know. They it, still look good. Yeah. They do. And so, honestly, it's, I mean, this is a perfect part for shameless plug but on the patreon page that tom's always talking about joe and i went through and did a two-hour episode we did a retrospect on 1993's jurassic park and i've seen the movie probably i bet you i've seen jurassic park more than any movie ever like i that's love yeah that could be it's my number one watch but i went back and watched it again right before that podcast in 4k blu-ray i mean you know so you could see any kind of little artifact or whatever you know and that movie holds up so well even on that quality screen and I mean, we're talking about 25 years ago and, and yeah. the, the, the effects were so state of the art. I mean, they created effects, you know, this was Lucasfilm, um, this, this, uh, you know, and, uh, ILM, it was, it was them creating. And if you go back on the special features and especially on the 3d version, funny enough, but, uh, they have a lot of special features for that edition. And even like the conversion to 3d, they took almost a year to convert it to 3d. So it wasn't like they just ran it through the computer, yeah. checked yeah. it, said, Oh, move that to the left a little bit. Like, they this series has always well especially with this first one but they've always put the time into it and the care into it and like so this first movie that first movie they don't do anything cheaply they know how big of an impact that had on cinema and and in people's lives and it's like they they really take the care so yeah. uh, go listen to that episode if you want if you love the the movie the original and uh, we talk about a lot of behind the scenes and how things were made but yeah, it's it's fantastic. So going into these movies, I think Brad and I probably have a little bit different sure. opinion than Tom because of when we saw it. And, and, and I never I've never seen the next two. OK, so I completely haven't seen Jurassic World two, Jurassic Boogaloo. And I haven't <laughs> seen what Jurassic World three, The Legend of Curly's Gold. Mm-hmm. I have not. I've seen neither of those. So yeah. I went straight to jurassic world yeah right now what it was the last sure. one's called yeah. so they're I, all just jurassic park movies. in, in <laughs> I my opinion care. i mean and you know i've already said how much i love that movie you know and, and and even with my love of the franchise two and three are just i mean if you're a diehard fan it's great to watch them and you know you can find some entertainment in them but like as far as the good movies it's like the first one of course is excellent jurassic world i think was a lot of fun i enjoyed that you know immensely but the second and third one third one's awful yeah third one's directed by joe johnson who directed captain america and the the rocketeer Rocketeer, yeah um so it's the first one that spielberg didn't direct so spielberg directed of course jurassic park jurassic park 2 the lost world and then he just produced the third one and the third one was a piece of trash so like i have i kind of wonder if spielberg like halfway through was like i think i'm gonna get my name or you know like getting into production if he's like i'm gonna take my name off this i'll produce (laughs) it but you know what i mean because it was it was bad right and and it's just weird that he let this i'm I'm trying to remember the story because i i feel like they were surprised he came back and directed the second one i feel like there was a deal made like he wanted to make something else and and that was kind of the deal was like well we'll fund that but you gotta you gotta film this other this second Jurassic Park for us because I know 
the first one he was doing uh he was approving effect shots while he was filming Schindler's List. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean that that was amazing that that those movies came out in the same year. Yeah. Jurassic Park and Schindler's List yeah, which talk won about, him an Oscar. I talk about range. Yeah. yeah. And 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 huge movies. I mean you've got this Oscar winning movie, you know, that of course is ranked so highly with And I think people forget too that Schindler's List was a big fat hit. Yeah. Like I mean it's counterintuitive but I think that I mean I think that movie made a hundred, over 100 million dollars like and it, I mean it's a 3 hour film it's in black and white it's about the most depressing subject right. matter you uh, imaginable and back then a 3 hour running time would really kill the box office on a movie because nowadays they're just like well throw it in two more theaters where it's selling well but they couldn't do that no. back then so you had to have the prints yeah and they had one print or two and you couldn't just throw yeah. it somewhere else yeah and so then that movie ran for a long time and made a ton of money yeah. i feel like that was a good time frame for spielberg though too going from jurassic park and then of course jurassic park 2 which didn't do as well but mentioning schindler's list and just a few years later saving private ryan was sure was coming up too that's crazy yeah he had some crazy years there and i mean obviously he's still around doing these type i mean does big budget movies like ready player one yeah and then he does the post Mm -hmm. i mean he's still obviously is prolific and one of the greatest directors ever uh last jurassic park trivia for you so if you go to cracked.com i know that seems like an odd place to find a great article oh no not at all okay cracked has great articles so uh jm mcnab wrote this article he he's a great writer I've, i've read a few other of his things and he's really good but uh he writes about the jurassic park ride that started off at universal studios hollywood and then of course there's one in orlando they're getting ready in september to take it down in hollywood and it will be replaced by a retrofitted and expanded jurassic world ride which is so a jurassic world ride that's not a snooze well i think (laughs) sorry that ride's a snooze (laughs) i i really enjoy it just because it's jurassic park but so the one in orlando for now is staying but anyway he goes back and tells the story and it's fascinating spielberg had plans for the ride before even started production and spielberg gets because of et and the deal that he made like et is never able to leave universal studios because spielberg cut that deal so he's and he gets five percent of all profit from the park wow in orlando (laughs) so spielberg had plans for this ride before production even started and the big drop because the reason that you never see any kind of a water it got cut yeah it got cut but there were storyboards for that drop so that actually was part of the movie at one point but uh yeah he this ride was a huge deal like it was a hundred and something million dollars to build it which in those dollars i mean that's a lot of money yeah i think adjusted for inflation it's like 190 million dollars yeah, it's crazy wow. and so anyway uh just go read the article jm goes through this entire story it's fascinating uh if you love theme parks and especially jurassic park it's it's really a fascinating read i cannot recommend it highly enough the, check it the out. ride does something that's always a pet peeve for me in rides What's which that? is when the ride's like Something's gone wrong. <laughs> you don't like that kind of immersive that. storytelling. It's lazy. I, it just like it just it feels lazy. Okay. Like some there's something's gone wrong. Like it's almost. I mean, think about how many rides use that. It yeah. happens. Is there a something lot. like that on Dinosaur and in, in Disney World? Oh, this stuff's or, always and, gone yeah, wrong. Like, that ride, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then literally <laughs> the ride breaks every time I'm on it, so something does go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ride's never broken on me. Really, Dinosaur? Yeah, yeah it's a bad one for me. I have bad luck on it, but. Anyway, so it's this, just and I, it's always yeah. that ride's always frustrated me too because it's uh it the technology it's it's just a rethemed Indiana Jones ride exactly if, if yeah. you go to Disneyland, Disneyland yeah. they use the same type of cars yeah. and that's and it's like why is this not and I like the dinosaur ride that's but, the scariest ride at Disney but it ties into nothing yeah it's so weird for it the dinosaur 
Is that still it's a tie-in of dinosaur? It still officially movie. ties in. Yeah. I don't see. I never see anything referencing yeah. that movie. I think in the. Uh, I think in the visitor center, like there's, it's the same dinosaurs that were in that movie or whatever. Like, I mean, I they focus on the same things. Right. It's not like there's cutesy cartoons of them playing, but yeah. it is supposed to be. And that was a great looking movie. Yeah. And I, I I did like that movie, but like it doesn't it doesn't feel attached. Yeah, no, to I mean anything. they have its own story with yeah. characters that aren't in the movie. And um, but yeah, anyway, uh, that is the I think the scariest, most thrilling ride at Disney. It's dark. There's huge dinosaurs. It whips you around. Like yeah, it's it's terrifying. Uh, doesn't make a lick of sense from a story purpose because you're supposed to go through time and you're supposed to save a huge dinosaur. Right. How are you going to bring that back on your car? They say you're supposed to go and bring that back. Yeah. How are you going to do that? It just, makes no sense. It should at least give you a minivan. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So you, you know how you bring it back? It's time travel, right? By the time you get to the present day, it's in the gas tank. <laughs> there you go. Got some, and then like well the, done. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're looking to hire an Imagineer, <laughs> I can help out. Damn, we'll never get him for the podcast. I can, I can justify your crappy ideas. <laughs> All right, so now that we've gone through our love of Jurassic Park and theme parks, you get an idea of where we're coming from going into this movie. Now, just just real quick, though, Jurassic World, I enjoyed it. Thought it was fun, yeah. Tom. Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoyed Did it. Did you enjoy it? The so first one, yeah. Jurassic World, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So anyway, so this movie takes place three years after the previous film, right? And so just to clarify, so Isla Nublar, like Tom mentioned, so in the first movie, they're on Isla Nublar. In the now, second- who does she play? <laughs> she's i I, th- I think she's uh she's in how i met your mother okay i think is that back it up real quick uh uh lost world jurassic park was made came out in this in the same year as amistad and then the next year was saving private ryan so my guess is there might have been a little horse trading for I him see. to come back and film another jurassic park movie because uh, because he had two kind of prestige Got movies it. that you wouldn't think would be big box office. Although one of the two was, yeah, no, that would that would make sense though to yeah. give him, yeah, give us that money, that Jurassic Park money. So so this takes place three years, and so the first movie is Nublar, and the second and third movie, which Tom didn't see, they go to Isla Sorna, which is Site B. So in case you're wondering, like, that, so that's her sister, yeah, okay, that's the one that's married to Borat. Okay, so, <laughs> making a lot more sense. Yeah, now. so ones and how I met your mother, and you confuse those two At, a lot. You, can you blame me? Right. Yeah. So, so, so Isla Sorna's site B, and so the real quick, the what happens is, of course, that the whole craziness goes on on the island, and no one re- is going to return there. But they found out, oh, there was this whole other island nearby that they were still like they were raising the dinosaurs to bring over to Isla Nublar. And so what happens is Ian Malcolm returns. He's the main character of two and his ex-wife or girlfriend or whatever she is played by Julianne Moore. She has returned to the Island at Hammond's behest. And uh, Malcolm is like, Oh my God, I got to go rescue her. Cause obviously it's not going to end well. He knows the situation. Yeah, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. His wife wants, and he's got to, he's, he's Ian Malcolm in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that, well, I can't. That's it. Show's over. That's, yeah. I can't. Uh, anyway, so the the second and third movies revolve around that site B. Now, Jurassic World, the first one, and of course this one, and what's left of it, Jurassic World was built on top of Jurassic Park. So they are back on Isla Nublar. Uh, you see, that's why you see the old visitor center in Jurassic World, the old gift shop, the old merch, you know, the, all that stuff. Um, so they went back and built on the original site. And of course, in this movie, the place is decimated. So the events of the first movie happened. Uh, the park is destroyed. The dinosaurs have been roaming free and, and just tearing everything up. Now, the the main problem I have with this franchise when we step away from the first film is the fact that people keep going back to these islands. 
And it, it's so frustrating. The second movie, Malcolm is like going back to for his wife or girlfriend or what. I can't remember what she is, but it's like some plot device to justify it. But in the yeah. first one, they were tricked. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does not want to go back to this island yeah. in the second one. And because anyone in their right mind that almost died and gets chased by a T-Rex, whatever, like you're not going to go back. Like no. I can get, whatever you want to say, you can argue it's a movie, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that these people are willing to go back and then they're not suffering from some sort of PTSD, like people that that had that stuff happen in the first movie are going to be a little messed up enough to at least be too scared to go back and that's post t-rex syndrome disorder yes that's exactly thank you so so that's the biggest problem i have the second one you can justify it malcolm has to go save her before it's too late okay but in the third one grant of all people grant who you know was always hesitant and then especially at the end like i'm not going to endorse your park he's not going back there right they trick him in like oh you're gonna be in a helicopter and it's uh william h macy uh tia leone yeah they they they, isn't it bad i haven't seen this movie and i know yeah Yeah. (laughs) but but they they trick him because they're like oh we just need someone to like survey the land or something and he ends up going they they trick him but i still am hesitant to think that grant would ever even get near the place but whatever um so this happens you know the, they build the new park in jurassic world so i i guess i kind of get it obviously people are going to be greedy they want to exploit it i get the business part of it and everything seems to be going well but here we are three years later after all the crap that went down chris pratt's character um uh bryce Dallas howard's character you know running away from these dinosaurs like the fact that it's so easy in this movie uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is like an animal rights activist, but it's yeah. for dinos. It's a dino rights group. And, and uh, you know, they come to her with this thing of like, we're going to save these dinosaurs. There's an active volcano. If no one does anything, they're all extinct again. They're wiped out. Yeah, this is the part of the movie that I like. And I don't think it's I don't think they're wrong. I think there would certainly be people that wanted to save the d- dinosaurs. Yeah. But I was definitely on the side of like, well, they were already extinct. Yeah. So if they go extinct again, that's just nature self-correcting. Like this isn't this giant tragedy to well me. you're ian malcolm and that's and that's why I, i'm, I'm yeah. also a heartless bastard well, but right. <laughs> but i'm just like i'm like why why are we this upset about the dinosaurs going extinct? look how we've gone hundreds of millions of years without dinosaurs I, we're gonna be okay now i i actually liked this because i thought it was realistic like you said there would be people like this there so would be i actually really like that they even made this a plot point the problem i have with this is much like the other characters in the previous sequels the fact that bryce dallas howard would step foot on this island after the traumatic experience. The fact that Chris Pratt just is hanging out and he's like, "Yeah, I'll go back." Like, it's he so... at least puts up a fight. Yeah, like he, he like I I like that scene in the bar where you know he's like, yeah, "No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no thanks." But it's a pretty easy. Yeah, you're on the charter like tomorrow morning. Well, well, it's, well he was convinced emotionally though too blue. For, because sure. of blue. Yeah, you know, yeah. he wanted to go get his dog. I get it, but. The point is, is this it's it's getting a little hard to believe that yeah. people would return to either of these islands. And and we'll get to what happens in the end. And I like the direction they're going, yeah. regardless of how you feel of this film. <laughs> I like the direction they're going where it does not appear that they I mean the, the I also like the plot device they used to get there. Yeah. But we'll get to that yeah. as well. So so three years later, and like I said, so so it ends up happening that Hammond, who I don't believe we've ever heard that he had a business partner with Jurassic Park, but Yeah, I thought that was I was like, <laughs> I don't know enough of the backstory but i was like well yeah. i'd remember james cromwell cromwell right. well he certainly wasn't no i so i don't know i've never like read deep into the the lore or if there's an extended whatever yeah. but uh, apparently 
John Hammond had a business partner before Jurassic Park started, and it was the business partner that helped him research the dinosaur genetics to to be able to create these animals, and then something separated them. But yeah. but now that Hammond is out of the picture, you've got this this other character played by James James Cromwell, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you have him, and and uh, so he has now through his assistant, uh, not Dax Shepard. I who is this guy? Do you know? <laughs> Um, I, he looked. He had a familiar face, but I I couldn't place it. Yeah, it's. Uh, and now that you say not Dax Shepard, I mean you know I, exactly yeah, who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> Rafe, Rafe Spall. Yeah, I'm not familiar with his I work mean, at all. Yeah, I mean he's been in movies I recognize, yeah. but I don't recognize. He looked familiar, and I thought when I clicked on his name, I'd be like, oh yeah yeah yeah, but no. Yeah. So so he is pretty much this this old James Cromwell's character's right-hand man and he's handling the estate and the finances and everything. And so he ends up meeting with Bryce Dallas Howard's character and and telling her like we want to we want to take all of these dinosaurs. We have another island set up. Sounds a lot like is Lasorna site B. We have this other island. It's self-sustaining. Oh, they're triplets. What? The, what? Is, the, is the, is. I, the island? Oh. <laughs> well, at first, I thought you were going to talk about this plot point with the girl, no. and I'm like, cause I'm still trying to figure oh. that out, but okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's Isla, unknown Isla over here. But anyway, he's and don't try- tighten up that awkward silence when you edit this. Oh, I will, <laughs> I will tighten up what I want. <laughs> so, so uh, she, he's convincing her to go back, and the way he does it is she's, a, she's working for this dinosaur rights group, and now he's saying we have a chance to to it's illegal but we're going to go take a sampling of these dinosaurs and bring them over to this new island they're going to live there and flourish and that way they'll escape this active volcano and they need her hand to access because it's all the biometrics i was worried at first when they're like we need to go collect dinosaur specimen samples and we're gonna need your hand whoa (laughs) yeah where are we how what sort of specimens are we collecting on the dinosaurs well, Tom, if you remember, if you recall from the first Jurassic Park, they're all female. It's getting sexier. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> After dark. Yeah. <laughs> so she agrees. And like Tom said, the, the, the reason they need her in particular is that she was, of course, in charge of the park in the first movie. And so she has access to their system. And the main dinosaur they want to find, there's like, what, 11 different species. But the main one is Blue, right. the one that Chris Pratt's character, Owen, Owen Grady, trained. And so Blue is escaping them it can sense them from, from a from mile, mile away, away they yep. say with the scent and everything and so they need her to be able to track it down so they can get the drop on blue and uh and so she and then they said you know do you have someone that can help us get blue and clearly that is grady yep. and so she goes and she tries to find or she goes and finds him he's building a cabin in some remote location uh i think this could be the plot of the porn parody <laughs> looking to get blue <laughs> <laughs> We need your hand, and we also need to get blue. Same script would work fine. Yeah, I think. totally. Yeah. Did you think uh, when when they introduced or when they showed Bryce Dallas Howard for the first time how they started at her feet up? Showed yeah, the they, heel. they showed the heels. But did you also notice later when she's going to the island? There's a there's a solid shot of her walking off the chopper. I think it was a chopper, and uh, no, it wasn't that that plane. That little plane they were in. Okay. There's a shot of her stepping on. There's a shot of her stepping off of the plane, and she's very clearly wearing like high, like boots, like yeah. military grade 
boot like steel I, I didn't catch boots. that it is I, clever i like that they paid attention because her high heels were such a bone of contention like right the fact that she ran away from a t-rex on high heels yeah and uh, i like that they played it up that was fun but uh it reminds me of uh, in Romancing the Stone. I don't know if you've ever seen. That I haven't. I've oh, always heard about it, but I've never seen it's it. It's a good movie. It doesn't hold up as well as I as I would have liked. I watched it about a year Michael or two ago. Michael Douglas, Gina Davis. No, Michael or Douglas Michael? and Kathleen Turner back Kathleen, when she okay. was pretty hot, and uh, and Danny DeVito. Um, wow. Yeah. How hot was he? Uh, <laughs> the same level of hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As he, as he is currently, not as Kathleen Turner. I know. I, I got you. So yeah. It was an open-ended analogy. Sure. I wanted to close the and, loop. But you can take that for however yeah. I mean, however hot you think he is now. It's the same. Yeah, he never yeah. hasn't gone downhill. Hasn't, He's yeah. consistent. There's yeah. points for that. So uh, I remember when Romancing the Stone came out, uh, the poster and everything, I was just like, this is just... Uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark knockoff. Yeah, you know, I'm like, this is looks awful. And it had and a Drew Struzan poster, didn't it? Look like it, boy, if least. it wasn't, yeah. it was really trying. And he looks like the 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 adventure. He's got the hat and the whole thing, you know. And uh, and I just was like, no thanks. And I I was on vacation with my mother, and we she's like, let's go see a movie. I'm like, okay. And we went to the theater, and it like the, I forget what the other movie showing was, but it was even worse sounding oh. and so uh and so i was like okay let's do romance in the stone and it was just positively delightful well, nice. but i bring that up because they're going through the jungles of i think south america and uh <coughs> um and she has high heels on and and they but they reference it and i just think it's funny that like they address the issue better in like 1984 than they do today and because yeah. there's a scene where he takes her he he grabs her and he takes her shoes off and she's kind of scared of him. She doesn't know like get hit what his deal is and she feels in over her her, hit her head and he takes her. He's got this big machete and he grabs her shoes and he takes this giant machete and he hacks off the heel of the shoes and then he gives her the shoes back. I know they still would not be very effective outdoor shoes, but at least it like it had it, it addressed it on some level. Yeah. So, you know, and that this one didn't even bother. And I, I also thought it would have been kind of a good a good nod to that movie because it's totally something that Chris Pratt's character would have would done. do yeah yeah you know oh, makes that makes sense uh, and so <clears throat> I should say the the movie starts off with they find the DNA from the Indominus Rex so at the end of the first movie that huge water creature it was in one of his gym socks yes that's, yeah. that's right <laughs> <laughs> so so these guys are, are they go back to the island and they they have that for some ominous reason and so yeah. they're, they're we know something's up with them trying to get this uh, ultra you know the indominus rex can change colors and do whatever adapt to its surroundings so anyway uh bryce dallas howard goes finds chris pratt he's hesitant he's reluctant to go uh there's some funny bits about them apparently they were a thing and then it's a question of who broke up with who right. and I, I thought this was pretty funny this yeah. conversation I, I like the scene in the bar a lot yeah. i also like the fact that um this time the writers realized that chris pratt was in the movie um, cause I felt like one of my biggest complaints, uh, about the previous film was I don't think Chris Pratt's character was very engaging. Like I, yeah. like he wasn't funny. Like Chris Pratt's a really funny guy sure. and he can make little things funny. Well, I think it was because he was trying to be a badass. I think that's yeah. hard because this was like his chance to actually be not as goofy of a guy. Like this character has to be a cool well, badass. Right. I, I get that they, that they didn't. You know, he didn't want to just replicate Star-Lord, especially because right. Star-Lord isn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of a spectrum, like he's not as dumb as Andy 
taped wire. But, yeah. you know, um, but uh, but I felt like there was no humor in his character. And he's very charming when sure. he's funny. Yeah. And so I was glad to see that they I felt like they they worked that in without making him a copy of Star Lord, you know, in the same way that like, you know, Harrison, Indiana Jones is not a carbon copy of Han Solo, of, of Han sure. Solo but like they're. You're drawn to similar aspects of sure. each character. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. And, so yeah, they definitely played it up. Yeah, but it wasn't over the top. Like no. it was, it wasn't like okay, dial it back. Yeah. I don't need him to be wacky either. It fit the character. He wasn't. Yeah. yeah, they didn't completely change it. But yeah, definitely gave him more to do. Uh, it was fun to learn about their relationship and uh, nice little conversation here. But at, at the end, she tells him, "I'm going back to the island." There's no way he wants to go. She says, "There's a chartered plane, so your name's on it." You know, show up, don't, whatever. I'm leaving yeah. tomorrow morning. So uh, it ends up the next morning. He wakes up. He's been sleeping in the plane. So he's good to go. Yeah. And and that's just the problem is I just don't feel like it took much convincing. I get sure. that there was motivation there. But again, no way in hell do I think that this that Bryce Dallas Howard would ever go back. I mean, he has more motivation than her to find Blue, who he's raised since it was a pup, whatever you call it, baby yeah. dinosaur. But yeah. uh, she, I mean, God, to ever go back to that place. Baby Blue. Baby blue. That's yeah. what they have. I I uh I don't disagree. I'm also glad they didn't do what you're suggesting. It's already thirty minutes into the movie at this point. Yeah. Like I don't care. Like just get to the damn island. Yeah. Like, we came to see dinosaurs, so you somebody needs to start running from a dinosaur and they need to do it yeah. right effing now. Like I like <laughs> I like at this point I was not on board with this movie. Like I like I was just like this is kind of a snooze fest. Like yeah. it it wakes up when they get to Chris Pratt. Like that's a great scene. That's the scene in the bar is the first time in the movie I was like, "Oh, hey, this is this is engaging." Yeah. Um I end up liking the movie a lot. Yeah. I, but at this point I'm kind of like Yeah. Yeah, you know. totally, totally. So, so you're not wrong from a storytelling standpoint, yeah. but from a given the people what they want standpoint, yeah. more killer, let's filler, let's go. Yeah. So, so they end up, they go to the island, and uh, th- we find we they have a couple of assistants. You know, there's they have there's like uh, the stereotypical like nerdy scared guy. Uh, they give a strong female uh, character uh, to Velma. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> she really looked like a young Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Ah, yeah, she did. Yeah. What was her yeah. name? Zia? Zia Rodriguez. Yeah. Yep. And so so they, they bring along these two. Uh, they both work in the dino, whatever, dino saving, dino rehabilitation, the, whatever. Yeah. The activists. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what their biz, the, what the thing was called, but they're activism group. So she pulls them in. So it's, it's this group of people. But they find out when they get on the island that things aren't what they appear to be. So it ends up that uh, not Dak Shepard ends up he's trying to collect these dinosaurs to sell and auction off to the highest bidder. And uh, he has a, a flunky and not Michael Rooker flunky that yeah. is, is running around. Uh, I like this guy though, but you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. I hated this he's guy. Pretty ridiculous. I hated this guy by the end of the movie. I mean, I like, I mean, you're supposed, you're you, supposed to like, hate, you him. hate him in the way the movie wants you to hate him well, or, and or I, you just didn't like him as an actor. I did not think he was good. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, like, have you to. Know, I, I, <laughs> I liked him more at the beginning, yeah. But you know, um, yeah. I mean, at the end it got pretty ridiculous. Well, yeah. like Running his, into the room and like, or I'm looking for my bonus. Yeah, like, his oh last line God. in the movie, other than screaming in agony, was like, "There's nobody around," and he's walking up to a dinosaur. Where's so and so? I want my yeah. bonus. Let me <laughs> let me just let let me say this and get this out of the way. I don't know if you guys agree with me here, but this movie looked good. 
the action was pretty cool. The the haunted house stuff was pretty scary. This is a terribly written movie. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. It's not a very, it's terrible. Not a very well written movie, but I still like. Yeah. It. <laughs> I mean, it's written by it's written by Colin Trevorrow, who directed Jurassic World and wrote that right, and one of the highest grossing opening movies. I think the highest opening domestic of all time, and the third biggest worldwide it was before a bunch of other stuff happened but uh i mean oh, yeah because it came out right before force awakens yeah, so, yeah. now force awakens i remember the time yeah, joking yeah. like for now for now exactly yeah. um so but this is written by colin trevorrow and Derek connelly so not as familiar with connelly but um i just the, the script is just bad i walked in with no expectations trying to just keep a level head and i still found myself disappointed yeah. by it i thought i guess because i i don't expect much from this franchise yeah and and, I, that, and 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 what five movies in i don't know what you do either yeah like you yeah. know you know i mean not to be a dick but like it's no. like like the the first one's clearly the best and yeah. it's clearly yeah. the closest to an actual like this is a solid well-made film yeah and after it, it so i just didn't find like the this one to be smart like i want it to be smarter like the first one was a smart movie yeah well it's because right. michael crichton wrote it yeah. you know what i mean like michael crichton wrote the book and he also got paid to adapt the screenplay you know and it's it's tough because he was a smart guy and wrote some great books and it, now you're you've got people that loved the first movie but they aren't michael crichton yeah. and you know and i'm not saying they've never done anything but the point is it's like they're trying to adapt his vision and it's getting more diluted as the series yeah. goes on. I, I look at it like these are King Kong movies and the first movie is King Kong and the first movie is is a B movie elevated by just staggering artistry and breakthrough technology. Sure. We're in Mighty Joe Young territory. You're either in for the ride or you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like I don't expect. Like, I've 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 checked my expectations, but, but I'm not willing to accept that. Yeah. I want the first one again. Like, yeah. the, you, you. I mean, and I know you know this. You can't tell me it's impossible to make another good one of these movies. Like, it's out there. Yeah, I I, I want that. Like, they're and I think they're getting closer with this one though because mm. this is no because I think the first one is better. I I think it's a more fun movie. But from a filmmaking perspective, yeah, I think this. This guy gets the imagery. I think like this is yeah. A, there were some beautiful this shots. This is a well-made movie. Yeah. I think he missed. I, I think because of the script that bogged it down uh, and and made some things but frustrating. But. I think the first one is still the original one is has some basis in reality. Sure. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Like yeah. It's it, it, because it's Crichton and that's what he did. Yeah. Right. He took cutting edge, te edge technology and and he just and was like, well, this is what we could do with it in the next 10 years. Yeah. Right? yeah. And that's what I told Kevin on the way home last night was that the, what I love about the first one in contrast to these is that it, it's realism and the fact that they're in their natural habitats and yeah. you know, they, the people get you know lost in the park, but in, what they've been trying to do is just each movie, you know, making bigger and bigger yeah. that dinosaurs. Ship, that ship has you know, sailed. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, like, it's just, that's... It's turned into what Fast and Furious has turned into. Essentially. It, I mean, yeah. it's the progression. Yeah, I think that's a think fair about analogy. It. Fast yeah. and Furious was like a street racing movie mm -hmm. and a heist movie. Yeah. Now it's a superhero movie. Right. Jurassic Park was a grounded in realism, you know, biotechnology or whatever, genetic engineering movie in the very real world. Now they're making hybrid dinosaurs that they can hunt based on lasers and, <laughs> and i think right? your i think your next movie is just going to be a flat out 
monster yeah. movie. I think it's going to be a flat like like it's going to be Transformers with dinosaurs. Well, and at, and at this point, I'm ready for it though. Yeah, because the thing is, the Fast and Furious movies, of course, corrected. They were trying to be serious but being ridiculous at first, and now they've just just gone full blown ridiculous right. and owned it, and they're better for it. See, I'm ready for Jurassic Park. If you're not going to give me Jurassic Park, the original, give me Fast Eight or Furious Eight, whatever that's called, right? Fate right. of the Fate. Yeah. Give me that though. Like I, we're in between somewhere. We're at Fast. We're at Fast Five right now. Right. Of Jurassic. We're at Jurassic Park Five. Yeah. <laughs> it literally is. Yeah. I mean, it's what the fifth Fast and Furious was before it knew what it wanted to be. And so I'm ready for it to get ridiculous because there are some moments in this movie that are flat out crazy, bonkers, and they're hilarious. I laughed out loud and was yeah. like. If you just gave me this type of stuff and it was this crazy and owned it, I'd be completely yeah. on board. It makes me wish there was an R-rated cut. Yeah. So they could amp up the gore. It could get really yeah. crazy. If this was a straight horror movie, I yeah. think they could have done some really neat stuff with it. Um, so anyway, they, they finally get to this island and we see a lot of imagery of the volcano erupting and they are on a race against time. But when they're out in, in the jungle and they finally find Blue, a bunch of the hunters of not Michael Rooker's guys come out and they end up shooting with, with guns, not even just tranquilizers. Which they do at first, but they well, it was like one rogue guy because even not Michael Rooker was like, "Don't shoot it." No, no, yeah. they they shoot it with a couple tranks, but yeah. then one guy ends up shooting it with a handgun. Yeah, because yeah. he jumped on him after the or Blue jumped the guy with, who shot the tranks, yeah. right? And then he shot him from below because he, I think, he freaked out. Yeah, I, it was. I don't even not even below. I mean, he shoots him like as he's coming towards him. Oh, like, really? I, I he, thought he got he tackled by out. Blue. Yeah, no, he, he, sh- he freaks out. I think, and 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 I don't know. Either way, uh, and at this point, Chris Pratt gets mad, and then they trank Chris Pratt. And they, we basically find out that these are poachers. I liked when he got tranked. I yeah. forgot about that. I thought that I, was a that was a great uh, moment. Like I thought that was I and I like that. You know, I liked that, when he got tranked, but yeah. then the aftermath of that, I was kind of like it's kind of cringy. Like I question, yeah. I, I I do question whether or not the tranquilizer dosage for a huge dinosaur is the same as a human. I think that's fair. Um, but okay, sure. But I mean, they were also hunting a smaller dinosaur. True. It's pretty freaking big. Yeah, I mean, it's big, I mean, yeah. Are those I the same size it. raptors from the original movies? They seem he looks smaller. Uh, I don't know. He's big, but it, that's I'm, again. Yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah, dinosaur yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I, I don't okay. disagree. But um, again, it's it's a, it's when a Saturday stuff like that happens. Yeah. But I know, and that's where you're at with it. But with me, yeah. when I saw him get shot with a tranquilizer of a dinosaur that's huge and probably weighs five times his weight, I'm just sure. like, God, don't do this, guys. Like you're making it more and more unbelievable. While you know, I don't know. but anyway, so they take him out, and we find out they're poachers. They are trying to take these dinosaurs. He gets on the radio. He calls calls the guy, uh, not Dak Shepard. Back at home and he says you know we've got him and, and he says okay go and bring him back and, and uh, try to patch him up or whatnot meanwhile the the granddaughter the supposed granddaughter um of of the of Hammond's business partner is is listening and she's been hearing the stuff that he's talking about and knows that something's up so he uh cromwell's in bed the whole time and so she kind of wanders this huge mansion we should mention this this guy has a setup Huge. like bigger than Hammond's mansion. Like this place is enormous. Puts Wayne Manor to shame. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it is huge. It is like a yeah. He castle. lives in a uh, night at the museum. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, he has basically a museum. At the end, I was like, this night at the museum sequel is crazy, <laughs> right? It, it, he literally has a museum yeah on his like yeah. entry level floor it's a big dinosaur bones huge like i don't know what dinosaur it was but huge set of dinosaur bones like yeah, i believe it was uh david oh okay yeah. there you go so uh so me so this little girl is starting to figure out that uh, her it's her uncle actually and and that he is up to no good and so he uh he meets with uh 
what's that guy? Is he her uncle, like, by marriage? Who is, That's what I figured, that he was, like... Or was the, it just, like, a... Because I didn't get the feeling that he was a family member, because he said he hired what, him out of college. No, I thought it was... Why would he take over the guy's estate? Because I'm like, once he dies, the jig's up. But if he's the uncle, well, he inherits. I, but he said the guy found him in college. I thought it was just, like, the way, like, if you're really close with your next-door neighbor, you call him uncle. Okay, because Because uh, he says, the guy found me in college when I was... Uh, what do you say? He's, like, when I was... Young and idealistic I'm neither of those things now Oh that's interesting And so um, I think it was like He's managing the estate And so that means he's going to manage her Well that's that's even worse I also have a more sadistic okay. A more sadistic theory on that But see that makes it even worse for me then Because I'm like he needs to make sure no one knows This guy's dead because the sooner Cromwell's character is discovered then like you don't live at that mansion like he's not gonna inherit it he's not a family you know what I mean like I, did, I don't know I just but was, if he's in charge of the 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 board the organization the trust or whatever yeah that if he's in charge of that my guess is that's probably already been put in the I mean I, I don't know their business plan sure. but like I would think that something of that size is probably technically owned by the organization so it can okay. continue to you know because it's like he wants this guy to continue his mission okay after he dies this is how i interpret yeah, it yeah. I, I know i always give you trouble about writing the script for him yeah. but like that that, that was how okay. i interpreted it is that is that you know he he's supposed to continue that makes sense their goal uh, saving the dinosaurs yeah. what, what cromwell's character thinks right is use, that they're going use to use these resources right. to continue my life's work which yeah. is Saving these dinosaurs and genetic exploration, okay, blah blah blah. And uh, if we can spoil something that comes up later, I guess sure. at this point, go yeah. for it. So you find out that the girl isn't, it isn't uh, real. Isn't like, she's, like she, she's a clone. She's a clone of his actual daughter and not his granddaughter. Right. And I will say I hate this entire storyline. Oh, this is the most yep. useless storyline with no payoff. It does. They build it up and then it's just. It doesn't I, have a payoff, and and I and I thought the payoff. Well, I thought the payoff was going to be that she was part dinosaur. That is what, That's I what thought he thought. They were, that especially is. at the end where they zoom in on her eye, I, and, and I was like, "Are they going to do the like go to the, the weird thing that the dinosaur?" I eyes? turned to Brad half hour in, yeah, and when they, when I saw him in the creepy lab underground, yeah. and I'm like, "Please tell me they're well, not and, human hybrid dinosaurs, and please." Yeah. They show her kind of like running extra fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like then the there were times beginning. later where she was, I thought, wasn't running fast enough. Well, when the she spoiler was, yeah. is, is that she was genetically modified using the same technology they right. used to bring dinosaurs back. So that, but that should be a bigger deal. They just touch it once well, in the movie. And, and then and like, my kind of sadistic twist, what, what I like when you were like, well, he can't he, he wouldn't inherit yeah. her. Right. Because she would, you know, she would go to somebody else. Right. But he would because she's a project. She's a she's a yeah she's not a person oh. like legally like he could make the argument she's not a person we created her and she's the property of this organization so let me ask you this so the initially what i thought i you of course knew something was up that's a sure. red herring that that she she goes do i look like my mother okay right. why would you and not then they would never, why would you why not? would you not know that like, yeah like how like you're not going to show you're the kid pictures gonna, yeah, of her mother so that was crazy and you knew something was up james cromwell hides the picture when she's yeah. trying to look at it but what i don't understand now that we're spoiling this when she finally does look at the picture there's two people in it i don't i think I, the other person was the the nanny lady but younger 
but they looked but they looked alike. alike. Yeah. They looked like they were twins because I'm like, were there two twins and one died? Were was the nanny an accelerated twin, meaning that they got the cloning wrong and she aged super fast? But it is her. She's the original. But the but the I don't I don't understand the question. The the nanny lady was I took it is like that's the nanny. She's just younger. But she yeah, looked. Ex- but they it, did look alike. She, but the way I I feel like. Without deep diving into a big theory like that, yeah. which could be fun, but what Tom's saying is that like that was the nanny with, with the, the girl's mother with the as gr- a girl with, as with a, yeah the original not oh, the zero the yeah. mother with, okay with the mother so the mother yeah. they also looked alike like what yeah, I mean is they, they threw did. in this convoluted plot line that like I didn't who, even understand who looked alike the in two the, girls in the, in the picture, photo. They looked similar to me. Like I was well, like, because she's a clone of that girl. No, 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 not the girl herself, but the two girls in, in the photo looked yeah, kind of like they the were sisters. Oh, like the, the the what I think is the nanny yeah. and yeah, the yeah, yeah. girl looked alike. Yes. So yeah. I'm sitting here trying to figure out this convoluted plot line that doesn't pay off. Like yeah. I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? The reveal didn't do anything for me because I'm like, who the hell are these people? I didn't know I, that I was the nanny and the mom. Like that, what? Yeah, I, I agree. It was <laughs> so not an. Ob- it was clearly meant to be a reveal, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't an obvious then, one because I had the same moment <laughs> of like, what are we doing? Like, and I just thought like, is it just two actresses that look alike, or did they did they cast the yeah. a, a, a similar a looking re- actress? When to you play do the a mother? reveal, yeah. you need big. people to go. Oh, like, oh, my God. And I'm like, this is why it's called a reveal. Yes, exactly. So it was very frustrating. And the fact that there was no payoff, no payoff whatsoever for human cloning. It's like, okay, whatever. But anyway, so so she's on to the quote unquote uncle the entire time. And so we go back. uh, Chris Pratt wakes up from being tranked. Uh, Meanwhile, there's a nice scene with the lava. Is the lava? I I like it. Yeah. Do you know Again. when you get close that close to lava that you burst into flames? Probably, but I don't I, care. It was next to his hand. <laughs> yeah. It almost looked like he pulled. He it almost off looked like he it. touched it. Yeah, uh, like it was. Yeah. It's, it's it was like funny seeing him move oh. the way he did. Yeah. but like the entire time I'm sitting there like almost face palming. Like I can't believe this. You is can a tell. Scene. Like I love Jurassic Park. Yeah. and more grounded it's realism. Just cheap it's just drama or cheap like. I mean, I'm all for action movies, but lava in this world doesn't work differently than lava does. Like when lava's next to things, they combust. It is so hot. That know, how many movies do you see where like the gas tank is leaking and they throw a lit cigarette at it and it explodes? Like that's okay. That's I not just, gonna happen. It was frustrating, and yeah. I wanted to like the movie. I'm not a Jurassic yeah. World hater, yeah. so. Anyway, so he does escape, and, and it is kind of like a, a funny moment where he's, his body's asleep, but the lava's coming, and so he's rolling over, and he eventually is able to pull his leg over a log and get away from the stuff or whatnot. Uh, meanwhile, the the assistant uh, doctor is trying to save Blue. Uh, the kid and then uh, the the nerdy kid that's scared of everything, which I really he liked was funny. that guy. He was really he funny. He was funny. Like, that kid was awesome. He was the audience's... Not the it crowd? Yeah, Not, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, he was really funny. I thought he was great. He was great as kind of like an audience uh, placeholder. I think that's Justice Smith, uh, who who played this character Franklin. He's a uh, he's scared of everything. They they go back to him like when they're going to the island. He's His name on- was Franklin. His name was Franklin. I just didn't click for me at the time. No, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So the I the, didn't. The sole black character in Peanuts is named Franklin. <laughs> oh. So for that's worth. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So uh you know, he you see him putting on bug spray, you see him asking him is the T Rex around and he's really scared of it. Like he's just this nerdy, really scared kid, like but he was the audience embodiment for me because like I would be freaked out on an island of dinosaurs. Like I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I would be scared to death if there was a T Rex. Like not in cages, like in the first movie, at least you think they're right. You know? you, sure. You're still operating under the illusion that like 
they they've got their yeah. their their act together. This kid is going to an island that destroyed a multi-billion dollar theme park. Yeah. And facing those animals that did it. Like I uh, again you question whatever, but he's there and it would freak you out. So I like this character. I thought he was very relatable. Uh, but he's locked up with uh, uh Claire Bryce Dallas Howard's character and they are in the control room and they've been locked in. And so this guy, uh, the not Rooker character has locked them in. He's basically leaving them to die. They have all the dinosaurs they need. And, and, uh, they, there's a really good escape scene here because they're looking down a tunnel and a big dinosaur starts yeah. coming. It's not a T-Rex, but it's I something. Like, it was, they effectively shot it too with, with the light flickering so you can I see it coming this. a little so, bit. So yeah, so this this director, I want to talk about this real quick. And so uh, this director has made a lot of different genre films. So his name is J.A. Bayona and he did um, he did the, uh, A Monster Calls. I don't know if you saw that one, but uh, 2016. I don't think so. Um, that was really good. I mean, beautiful imagery in that one and, and uh, just very fantasy like like imagery um, but he directed that one uh, he also directed a movie the orphanage so a more i did see the uh, orphanage a, a terror del toro type. right uh uh he produced it yeah yeah it was a. Uh, it was uh produced by del toro uh, oh, okay and directed by no because he directed it bayona directed it oh okay yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was produced by del toro uh real quick story jay bayona actually took a job as a journalist and the reason he did that was so he could inter- interview directors he wanted to be a filmmaker oh wow and so he interviewed del toro and del toro was so impressed with bayona that he produced his movie the orphanage oh, wow. but the orphanage is a very creepy horror-esque type movie i mean it's not straight horror but it's a, a you know dark drama yeah, fantasy yeah. type movie and so he's done that movie which you see a lot of influence in this one this movie's really like an amalgamation of those of, of, the, of the three the, movies he's directed it is it's, the, it's the other movies the impossible and, and that's the one which the, is just amazing really it's such a great movie like it, it like it like it came out they kind of position it as this art house movie because it's like uh what a what is it a, a tsunami like hit it's based on a true story there's some whitewashing because it's really i think a mexican family and it's ewan mcgregor and naomi campbell and, okay. and a and a very young tom holland and uh <laughs> um but uh a family is separated by a tsunami in this is it i forget where like thailand or something okay. you know and they're trying to get back together like they it's just it's just chaos in really? this country and it sounds like it would be one of these like eat your vegetables like kind of movies and it is a just thrilling riveting story the 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 for want of a better term action scenes yeah. are just amazing like in the the kids are great in it i mean and tom holland is you know obviously we know now yeah, really good but you didn't know that when you're watching it in 2012 and it like it not just unless kinda, you saw billy elliott in the uk yeah <laughs> but it just it kind of came and went and i think she got nominated for an not an oscar but maybe she got nominated for an oscar but she got a golden globe at least yeah um but uh Wow. But it just didn't get a lot of attention, and it's like really good. I'm gonna have to check it out. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah, it, like Tom said, it's an amalgam of of these three movies, and so you get some really stunning imagery. And I think you know the a monster calls. You get the, with the dinosaurs in this one are are getting to be genetically modified, and they're getting so monster like in the traditional sense, like a monster movie would have. Sure. And so you know you get that, and you get the really dark haunted house stuff. The second half of the movie, which is my favorite part. Um, and so yeah, it's, he's a definitely a talented director for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, that's the story with him. But uh, back on the island, uh, so 
that that shot i love it yeah. so so the lava is flickering and you see the dinosaur in the background i thought that was a, a terrifying shot and really effective yeah but it chases the two of them and they escape on a, in a hatch and really good action escape yep. scene here they narrowly escape the lava um but barely escape the dinosaur yeah right yeah, no yeah. kidding yeah. right all i like it. where the ladder Drops on yeah. them like that was that was a funny yeah, that was funny that, that was, was earned good. I really liked that um, so but they end up going uh, through a field and all the dinosaurs the the volcanoes erupting you know Chris Pratt makes it back and they all end up running through this field very very reminiscent of some scenes in the original movie kind of an homage I think but running with the dinosaurs sure, behind yeah. them and everything and I think that people the gyroscopes were a big hit and so yeah. they wanted or whatever they were called yeah. and uh, and so I think they wanted to. An excuse to bring them back. Although honestly, that that this is my favorite scene when it goes off the cliff yeah. and into the water. Yeah, like that scene is just top. Yeah, notch. yeah. And there's some really great imagery there. So they they run and all the dinosaurs are there and they get to this cliff and they they have to, have to. There's jump. nowhere else to go. Dinosaurs are jumping and falling in the water. The the gyros gyrosphere gyrosphere goes in the water. Um, and Chris Pratt gets sucked. I mean, this is straight out of Mission Impossible. It's yeah. that scene with Chris. Yeah. Chris Pratt's running just like Tom Cruise with dust enveloping. Yeah. Like yeah. Same shot. Um, but he ends up in the water too. And they are trying to get out. Uh, the water is starting to leak in. They're running out of air. They're going to drown. Chris Pratt uh, shoots a handgun underwater. It was I so yeah. intense. I, was yeah. like, I don't know that <laughs> that, that would that's, work. He, tell, he tells them to get out of the way. He shoots a few bullets yeah. and it doesn't work. I kind of chuckle, Again, but at the same time, I was like, <sighs> but I'm like, I guess if the gun has only been underwater you can't for just, a second, just it pry open so the door work. like you end up doing. I get they're trying to build yeah. that, yeah. but it's like, oh. So anyway, he shoots a couple holes. It doesn't work. He goes away. Where's he going? He comes back and he has a knife and he pries it open. They all Did he go away to get a knife? I thought he went to get air. No, I didn't say that. He went away and then he comes back with a knife. When you said he came back with a knife it yeah. sounds like he went and fetched one <laughs> no, and no, I was no, like, no 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 I don't think that's no, what he did oh no yeah. just just expediting trying so he comes back and saves them and this is another really beautiful shot yeah. they're swimming up and there's lighting going down the middle mm-hmm. and you see them going to the surface I thought it was fantastic but they end up stumbling upon a camp and they see a ton of trucks and and this is pretty much straight out of Jurassic Park 2. This movie is very similar. But in Jurassic Park 2, they're trying to capture these dinosaurs and bring them back to the States. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same plot, which is weird that this is Jurassic World 2. But anyway, so they've, they've found, they find that these people, these poachers, have been already gathering all the dinosaurs they need. They only needed them for blue. And yeah. so they're flying them all to this cargo ship and into their own little containers. And so they end up sneaking aboard. There's another good action kind of scene <laughs> with the truck here. They sneak aboard by driving that Jeep right into the water right yeah it's, you know and she's shifting it's really dramatic and yeah. all that i know i love when when she uh when she's like uh she kind of jumps and then it lands and then they cut to her like and then uh, and she and she like pushes down on the gas pedal i'm like wouldn't would you have ever lifted up on the gas pedal <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> I, driving dramatic driving scenes are yeah. hilarious when you think about them yeah like if you shift that hard your shifter's gonna break like no one shifts that hard <laughs> like shifters are pretty easy you just put them where they need to go yeah. like, i drive a manual and you know i know trucks are a little harder but still like she shifts it with all her might it's so dramatic it's just yeah. funny it's movies but they get onto to the the tanker and so they eventually eventually infiltrate to where blue is and they, they find their teammate and uh the the whole point is they're going to try to you know save these dinosaurs but they've got guys walking all around them and one of them wants to get a, a blood sample of the the raptor of blue and so they end up having to like do this funny sneak around thing and i i think blue's hemorrhaging right and so they they have to go and find this is a part i didn't get they, they had have, to, they have fi- to find a dinosaur that has either two or three fingers i guess because it's like it's like i think the genetic and 
Yeah. The like, genetic makeup, I think they were trying to say is the same between, like he said he wanted a carnivore, preferably with like two or three fingers. Yeah. So they, they went, tried to find something close in the same. So uh, they went to the T-Rex. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's how DNA works, but okay. So they end well, up. They I, do because they're the ones that, that made them. Don't animals have different blood types too? I just assume that they did. I don't know. I, it may Maybe. be genetic. If it's genetic, I, feel I guess like you though, That's it true. They could, have, yeah. they could have built yeah. these dinosaurs to all have the same blood type. I Who get it. Yeah. It just doesn't sound logical, but it is yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and this is probably one of my favorite parts of the scene of the movie as yes. is them in the cage with the T-Rex. Yeah, this is a good scene. This is yeah. fantastic. So so the, di- the T-Rex, the huge T-Rex, which I'm guessing is the female T-Rex from the first movie, she saves the day in Jurassic World. Yeah. I keep thinking this is the same one. That, yeah. That they, I mean, has there, ever been, has there ever been another T Rex in the franchise? In the in, no, in I two, I think she signed two, a four picture deal. <laughs> oh. yeah. Now in Jurassic Park two, there are different T Rexes. Okay, a couple I don't remember. and a baby, but but we know that Rexy, the T Rex from the first one, saves the day in World, which is really yeah. cool. And if this isn't her, then she died off screen on the island. So that would be weird. It's not a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's so it's cool. So it's this T Rex, and she's sleeping. She's tranked out, and Chris Pratt's like, "Yeah, just just come on over here and take the blood." She's asleep, and it was a really funny scene. Uh, she and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard ends up not being able to get to where Chris Pratt is because the T Rex moves its head, and so he's like, "Just ride it like a bull," and has to like straddle over the top. And when she finally does it, she just sits there, yeah. and he's like that was great or whatever he's like but it's just really awkward and yeah. funny i love it and i think there's a practical t-rex here like the way they were interacting with it, I guess it yeah i guess it would almost have to be i mean and it looked great yeah, and so in lo- that final stunt when he jumps out he has to jump like yeah. through its chomping mouth like clearly yeah. some cg there yeah. but this whole scene seemed really practical yeah. it looked really good uh, and really funny so they end up poking i i, I really like how they figured out new ways to make the dinosaurs menacing like yeah. instead of it always being them running from dinosaurs. It's like they're trapped in tight spaces yeah, with sure. dinosaurs, yeah. and like they're you know like they, they like and I I know that there's that famous scene in the first one where they're in like the kitchen or whatever, yeah, sure. which is a great scene. Oh, but like I, I don't feel like the movie has gone back to that very no very and often. That's, so yeah, that's what this movie made me feel claustrophobic, like right. the first one did. Yeah. I got to give it a lot of credit for that because the movies keep getting bigger and bigger, like Brad said, and we've lost that. What is it like to be trapped in a small space where you can't escape from a monster? These right. dinosaurs are these. It's, it's. I mean, those scenes, like the kitchen scene in the first one, are horror scenes. Right, they're yeah. straight up horror. It's yep. Spielberg, but that's horror. Yeah, and I think that's what I what I why I reacted so positively to the film because I was just like, this isn't the same movie I've seen a million yeah, times. Like they're they are doing something. I won't say entirely new, but. But something that we don't get a lot of, yeah. And so I, you know, I and I was I in, I enjoyed yeah. it. And, and can we say uh, before we get off this boat, the most heartbreaking scene in this entire movie mm-hmm. is when they leave a brachiosaur on the dock to Just, be swallowed by volcano and and lava. Like, for some reason, you know it's all CG, but it's very sad. The noises it makes, the like a, yeah, a whimpering dog. And, yeah. and, I mean, so it's so sad. They pull away when they finally escape, and there's this brachiosaur, which is it's the Alone first on the dock. It's the first dinosaur you see in this movie. It's the first dinosaur they see in Jurassic Park, which yep. was a nice little homage. Yeah. And then it's the one that they leave on the island, which I don't think we'll ever go back to this island. Yeah. Never say never, but it's like the first and the last dinosaur right. it's a nice touch yeah but yeah it's it's a very sad heart-wrenching moment from a cg character yeah for uh, sure but they get the blood finally it's a funny moment they transfuse it into blue uh which has which is enough to keep blue alive and then they they dock they end up in the states now i another thing i know it's probably petty but a cargo container this big coming from a different country 
how do they unload a bunch of dinosaurs without customs inspections, without anyone stopping them? Like, yeah, they're coming from a foreign country into the States. Yeah, that's fair. So anyway, but we forget that and they're able to just willy nilly come into the dock and they unload all the trucks and uh, they just take one of the trucks. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, and uh, they. Yeah, I was like, was there no one assigned to, that, to drive this truck? <laughs> that's a, you know, and I keep finding these potholes and I'm telling you, I'm sorry, guys, I don't want to do it. Like, but it's give, like, us a, give us a four second scene of oh you knocking out the guy who's yes, supposed to drive the truck. Because I'm yeah. thinking like, OK, when they all drove their trucks onto the boat, right. wouldn't those same drivers take that truck yeah. and be assigned it? They just go, oh, all trucks are taken. I'll ride with you now. Like, it's just yeah. a weird anyway. So they take this truck. No no one notices. Now Michael Rooker is not a very good project manager. No, he no. is not. He is not. Uh, and also not Robert De Niro. He looked a lot like Robert De Niro in scenes. <laughs> and like, and like, a weird uh, hobby, too, of wanting to make a necklace. Because you well, see him throughout the movie. Out yeah. of, like, well, because he's... Oh, and I think he's maybe was, I guess, for himself. And then also maybe he would sell some. Like, I'm doing this job, but I'm yeah. also going to sell them. Yeah. Uh, but they're like, where are they going? Where are they taking these dinosaurs? Now they're back in the States. They've lied about Island C or whatever. And they end up driving back to the huge mansion. And so what we learn and, and what we see when we flash back and forth with Not Dak Shepard is that there's an entire research facility, a huge underground facility. And that's where apparently all the genetic testing and everything was made before the first park. Yeah. And so they've still kept this research facility alive. We see B.D. Wong is back, yeah. uh, who's was in the first Jurassic Park movie, and of course in the last one he was a kind of an ominous character. We didn't sure. his intentions were were bad, and uh, we find now that he is in charge of making this super genetically modified Indominus Rex, which is why they needed the DNA in the beginning, and a a Blue the Raptor yeah. from Blue's you know Ultra Clues. Awesome. From Blue's Clues. Blue's Blue's Clues, Clues, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If Steve was in this movie, now that would be the... But, yeah, so so that is the, the, you know, their main goal is to sell these dinosaurs, but also this perfect genetic army you know weapon that they can sell right. is the you know it all comes down to weapons and yeah, and the business model on this is admittedly confusing like are people chomping at the bit like i need uh an army of dinosaurs to go fight a war yeah what well, I, I, I i'm not entirely the first sure. one they 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 there's, put up for bid is a walking tank. Yeah. Like, there's I'm some, like, how about just a tank? Yeah. <laughs> there's buy, buy a goddamn tank. I'll tell you what, a tank is going to take out your walking yeah. tank you can, any day. And you can control a tank. You know how many tanks you can get for that much money? Yeah. Like yeah. a lot. A lot, well, a lot of tanks. Tanks are expensive. But the the point is, it, it's a li- it gets into murky waters here because the logistics. What are these guys going to do with these dinosaurs? They're also selling them for a very low amount yeah. of money. I thought the prices seemed four to, a little... $4 million, four to $10 million for, a dinosaur for a dinosaur seemed a little light. Because Devin pointed out last night um, that like he's, he was in Las Vegas just last week and he saw a motorcycle go for like, what, 20 or $10 million. $10 million yeah. And this he saw like dinosaurs go for less four. in this right. show <laughs> or and in this movie. So I, I again, this is the writing though. I mean, Jay, yeah. Jay Boyana makes a, a beautiful looking film. He makes a you know scary, a thrilling film good action all this stuff but this rioting is so bad it it makes but us- here's the deal the, the, as soon as they show you like we're gonna have this giant auction for the dinosaurs here's a room full of dinosaur fodder I mean, like, as soon as yeah. I saw a room full of people, I'm like, oh, every one of you MFers are dying. Yeah. <laughs> you are all getting eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah. Make your peace with it now. <laughs> you will not be in Jurassic World Risen Kingdom. <laughs> Absolutely. They better not rise this kingdom. Uh, but anyway, so so there, so this movie then for the second half turns into a haunted house film. And yeah. I love this part. I do, too. Uh, I, there's 
bad writing. There's bad things about it. But for the Don't most care. part, the, but the tone, <laughs> the, the the visuals, the yeah. feel of it. I mean, it the, is a the spooky, action set pieces. It, it, it really is creepy. There's and like some legitimately solid jump scares. Yeah, and like it's, it's, it's creepy yeah. and it's weird. Uh, we see Blue run it's, away from that's ex- what I like the most about it is that it's weird. It's a weird movie. Yeah. Blue runs away from an explosion and jumps with it behind it. <laughs> that was awful. Like it was but like I, it, it was like sped up like Benny Hill. Like but, I but, thought they were gonna play yakety sax. But in his defense, I laughed out loud. It was like I I can't say if I liked it or not because yeah. it was so crazy. Like it it was weird and like that's the problem I had was the first movie. It took so long to get here and get crazy and weird and all that. Yeah. Where it's like I want them to go. That was a Fast and Furious 8 movie right. moment, right? And so anyway, there's some crazy stuff, but I love everything that goes down. So the whole thing is the auction's going on. Meanwhile, the little girl is running around trying to escape these people. Not Dax Shepard locked her in her bedroom. Yeah. Meanwhile, he smothers James Cromwell with a pillow so right. he can just get rid of the guy and do Called his... Called it. Do his, I know. Well, yeah. When he saw the pillow, he's like, "Yeah, he's." Yeah. he's uh, so there. So she's sneaking around trying I love to run. The fact that when the little girl runs into her bedroom, she hides under her covers. Yeah, it's such a <laughs> realistic little girl. I, I, thing. I just, yeah. I, I, yeah, I really like. No, it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, so she's running away from them. It's kind of like a Home Alone situation. I feel like except yeah. less traps. And uh, Claire and Owen are trying to escape. They've locked them. Once they find them again, sneaking around, they lock them into a prison cell. Yeah. And the way they're busted out is by a, a this hammer headed hard yeah. little dinosaur that's like the comic relief that like it has this personality of his own yeah. again it's so weird and ridiculous but he but owen whistles and this dinosaur little by little breaks the brick wall yeah and then he does the like like a bull trainer guy or right. whatever like where he like whistles and the thing charges him and he moves out of the way and it busts them out of the cage uh so they're trying to escape and the little girl's running away and they end up meeting up together uh and eventually they go upstairs and and the the Adominus Rex ends up getting loose for these this stupid reason. So the little hard headed dinosaur takes out all the people in the room, like Tom was talking yeah, about. Yeah, and they're he's chuck. You see yeah, people that, flying yeah, through the air, physically like impossible, completely ridiculous. Yeah, like again, but great. It's it is. That's the thing. Don't it's, care. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> own it. Do the whole thing. Yeah. Yes, I like it. So uh, all the people have been evacuated, and they're trying to get them all out of the the building. But the not Rooker is still walking around, and this is when he comes in with that ridiculous line where he's like hey I want my bonus I want my bonus and then he's, I want my two dollars yeah and he says and he says what what are you I didn't see you on the manifest and so this yeah. this guy is one of these guys that will just trank whatever and laugh at it and so he he gives the Indominus Indoraptor sorry it's the combination he gives the Indoraptor two tranks and the thing looks like it's asleep so he opens up the cage he goes over to it and you know nudges it or whatever and he's like oh these teeth look good on my necklace and 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 meanwhile this is this is again a really funny ridiculous scene for this dinosaur but it it like opens its eye yeah and moves its tail and then he looks at the tail and it puts it down real quick yeah it was like it was like drax looking at baby groot like when he'd stop dancing like it was uh playing dino possum yeah (laughs) and then so then you know the guy ends up seeing the tail and it opens its eyes and it kills him you know big surprise here uh but now i wasn't surprised no but then the, <laughs> for pg-13 for ostensibly a kid's it's movie pretty bloody. It bites off his arm yeah. i mean there's it's, no blood but yeah the, there is blood a very the dinosaur's little. mouth is full of blood yeah. Yeah. i mean it's not gratuitous but yeah. it's there and it is it pushes pg-13 i will say right now if you're thinking of bringing like your little kids this is not a kid's movie yeah it's not yeah, a movie where not. it's like oh they'll be fine like whatever i mean this is scary and especially if your little kids are pussies <laughs> <laughs> um i should mention the auctioneer 
the worst auctioneer ever that can't even you know he doesn't speak fast or anything but yeah. toby jones yeah i love him i do too he's I good think, in the role but like, i honestly think his uh, portrayal of truman capote yeah. was better than hoffman yeah it's just yeah. hoffman was in the better movie yeah, yeah that's true uh, but anyway, so Toby Jones ends up he's he's been hiding behind his podium the whole time and he's trying and also man poor Toby Jones like that dude was built in a lab to play Truman Capote. And <laughs> yeah. Then, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman swoops in and steals his role of a lifetime. Yeah. Like, you poor son of Do a Do you bitch. think Lockwood James Cromwell's character created him to I think play he might, Truman very Capote? Might, well, yeah, <laughs> I think he did. So uh, he's 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 he was the little girl's only relative and he's dead. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so he, he goes to the elevator and this is another little just like a physical comedy scene where there's other people in the elevator should be quiet. And then this the, this girl gets pushed out to the center and she sees the Indoraptor and screams. It comes <laughs> the after them was good, yeah. uh, and it closes real fast. But when the Indoraptor turns around, it it hits the door panel for the elevator and yeah. opens the doors, which is funny. And, and Toby Jones is no more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, there, the one, now that this thing's free, probably one of the creepiest thrilling parts of this movie, uh, especially when they get into this mansion is downstairs where the museum is the, our, our main group of characters is walking around this museum and there's a lot of creepy imagery because it's kind of dark and ominous even before they turn the lights out and there's and real there's, dinosaur there, looking. Yeah. There's other dinosaur models in there. Yeah. It's like the natural history museum in New York. It's like one of the, yeah. or it's night at the museum yeah, or the Smithsonian. Yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, and so you have all these like life-size dioramas of dinosaurs. Yeah. So like, it's also hard to tell when you're seeing a dinosaur and when you're yeah. seeing a model and, and you it's know, a like, spooky scene. Yeah, and in real well life, done. you would be like, I mean, you would be creeped out at every yeah. corner. So they're walking around with all this stuff and the Indoraptor comes in. It's just a really good scene. Yeah. It's nothing to describe, but I mean, just watch it. It's a really good uh, little spooky scene. It's chasing them around. Uh, they end up getting away from it. And then it turns into this, probably the weirdest creepiest imagery of the entire movie is this indoraptor once the girl runs away and goes runs under her covers like tom said this thing climbs up the mansion onto the roof like howls at the moon yeah and then the camera follows it and it upside down creepily unlocks her door like into the window yeah. of, of of her porch or whatever that goes off the of her bedroom mm -hmm. and opens the thing like it's a really weird creepy unsettling imagery right. and and it's so is it's so strange for these movies but it was really neat looking yeah. how the camera went around and in this we keep saying it's like a fast and furious movie in the same way the fast and furious had a had a a seven mile runway yeah this girl has like a six acre bedroom yeah. for these dinosaurs <laughs> to fight in i was yeah. like jesus christ they gave this kid the biggest room in the mansion she got the suite i think yeah, yeah she's she got, got the, the whole, master bed yeah she's got the the honeymoon suite up in the top floor but uh so yeah she's the thing ends up getting in there and then chris pratt comes in and saves the day and he's the dinosaur has him dead to rights and right before he's about to attack it at chris pratt against the wall blue comes and saves the day uh, it, then they have this huge throwdown, smashing fight, which is just yeah. just just goofy, crazy monster yeah. fun, like Tom said. But isn't that what happened in the last one as well? Blue came in and saved the day before the T Rex, and like I was expecting, you know, just with the build up that here comes Blue to save the yeah, day. No, like, blue, it, is I mean, a, blue is a Deus Ex Machina machine. I mean, it, yeah. they 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 have a problem. Machina means machine. You well, that's true. That's true. I meant you device. Just, you're right. You're right. You're right. It, you also true. use an ATM machine with your with your pin number. Yes. 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 
<laughs> I understand. Thank you. Uh, so yes, Blue gets it's it's a Swiss Army dinosaur. Whatever right. they need to get out of, Blue saves the day. Blue is the hero of these movies, these new ones. Sure. And uh, so they end up escaping out the bedroom, like that's how the little girl got away when she was locked in there. And so we see Owen and the little girl escaping, and and it's raining out, so it's terrifying because sure. not only is she on the top of this man mansion, but they're on the slick ledges. And yeah, oh yeah, when they climb on the ledges, that's yeah. a great scene. And then then they end up on the top of like a of a like not a greenhouse but like a glass yeah, yeah. ceiling type of thing. It's got like, a big skylight. Kind of think Batman always busts. Yeah, through. <laughs> right. The, there's a big skylight. So now this so is it's kinda, above the museum. Well, that's what's kind of confusing to me is because it seemed like the museum was entry level. She's on like the fiftieth floor of this. I mean, she's way up <laughs> yeah, on this mansion. She's really yeah. But the window goes down to the museum, so I guess I don't really understand the layout. But uh, well, I guess you figure roof, even if right? it's on the ground level. Well, and they the, the house is kind of layered. Maybe it's on the back. Part or yeah, the and museum also, is at least two levels. You figure the museum's yeah. got to be high if it's got life-size dinosaurs in it. Like, okay. yeah. it can't just be a one-story. Yeah, room. it might have been it's a bigger have... drop. So we saw her earlier on in the ceilings. movie with They've... running around like another floor. Oh, that's in right, the right. Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we know it's at least two floors. Yeah, definitely. Anyway. It was like a balcony that ran the yeah. rim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, and meanwhile, down in the museum, Bryce Dallas Howard was injured by the the Indoraptor took its big claw yeah, and punctured her leg. Yeah. So she's down Such there. A dick. I know she's down there with the tree stump. So it's like you know she's kind of out of commission for right now. And Owen and the girl go across. They're they're on this balance beam style um, across the big skylight, and they get to the other end. And here comes the Indoraptor. Um, I guess it you know knocked out blue or whatever for now and it's chasing them and it is obviously very slick out there and it, it, it manages to climb the ladder and it's on the other end of the window and it's walking you see the 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 uh, window is breaking in certain areas which was really bad cg um when it broke like it was full cg yeah. window breaking it, it looked bad but uh the dinosaur that was learning you know it's supposed to be so smart like the mm-hmm. uh you know velociraptors are and so it, it it learns to kind of balance and it's coming towards them and then right before it's about to attack them Bryce Dallas Howard comes. She saves the day. I don't ever see her limp or talk about her hurt leg again. I don't know Uh, how she got up there with that hurt leg. She climbed the ladder. (laughs) She stood on it. So whatever. Yeah. But uh, she has a... Does he have a gun? She's like hitting the... Yeah, she's got that gun that they advertise because that, that Indoraptor is a prototype for a weapon that... Oh, the uh, tracking gun. Yeah, they would like, yeah. They would like laze... Like, they would like laze this, the target because yeah. like, that's... I mean, that's how they do like missiles and sure. stuff and yeah. then he would know like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to yeah. kill. Yeah. They so say earlier that the, the Raptor, when they're trying to sell it, like it cannot... It, it obeys that laser, so whatever you point it at, like it has to go attack it. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't think about it or anything. So she's got that, and she she starts pointing the laser at Owen, and they're gonna do another. They're trying to get it to fall basically through the glass, yeah. and right. so that's exactly what ends up happening. Uh, but Blue kind of jumps on it, and then and then it falls like blues on top of it as it falls down and like on the stegosaurus or whatever horns, triceratops, triceratops yep. horns, uh, it's impaled. And so yeah, the thing's yeah. taken out blue standing on top of it. Like I'm the king. I thought of that this. was going to be the iconic scene, you know, that we get with the T-Rex at the end of Jurassic yeah. park. Cause yeah. it's on top of it. I really top, wanted some kind of banner to fall. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, so this thing is just like, you know, it's got, it's I'm king of the hill type moment. Yeah. Um, so now the big the you know they they're not out of the woods yet though. So the big thing is that all the systems have started malfunctioning because of the dinosaurs escaping and puncturing different things. There's a bunch of hazardous gas that's leaking out into the basement research facility and the the hacker guy can't can't save them, can't fix the ventilation system or anything. And so Claire and Owen go down there with the little girl and they're faced with this problem like 
these dinosaurs, we rescued them. The island's gone. If these dinosaurs die, there are no more dinosaurs. And that was the whole point of their mission. And so do they let the dinosaurs out to roam around and be free? And obviously they're going to kill people. They're going to destroy things. Or do we let them die here? Um, yeah, I, Owen's got a great line where he's like, "Be careful! This we're not on an island. There's no going back. Yeah, we're yeah. not on an island anymore. Like yeah. it's like they're gonna." Now, did anyone think that they could have just opened the door and ventilated the room without letting the dinosaurs out? I think that might have <laughs> been. I mean, good... I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the ventilation yeah. system of this place. Would I thought be. that might have been a yeah. good shot before, but okay. Um, this is you know, and this is one of the things that I realize how they handled it so that the adults really couldn't. They weren't pulling the trigger. Right. Like Claire is about to press the button and, and she's and, conflicted. Yeah. yeah. And like but said, she, Owen's like, you can't yeah. go back from this. And so she ends up closing it. And where I'm like, that's the right decision because yeah. you let these, this is what a lot of the problem is when you, when you're faced with this, like in films where it's like the person does this and usually there's no consequences. And I right. hate it because it's like, Oh, they saved the day and they're the good guy. But literally right. the police would be yeah, all, like in a, uh, in rampage. Yeah. That's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's like, Oh, we, we got to save this giant gorilla that's killing all these people. No, you put down the goddamn yeah. gorilla. Yeah. Like it's like, I mean, it's sad, but the gorilla's hurting people, people outrank the gorilla. The gorilla needs to go down, even though it's not, I mean, I know it's not the gorilla's fault, but right. like, and and so, yeah, I, I liked how they handled this and that obviously from a movie franchise point standpoint, you need those dinosaurs <laughs> out causing havoc because that's what your franchise Maybe. is. Now, yeah. now <laughs> we'll all, get to that. All the dinosaurs at the auction, except for the Indoraptor, have been sold and started to be transported and the DNA. So well, actually, I, there's I figured they couldn't have been transported they, they not yet it happened in too quick a succession i don't yeah. think that they really No, had... every time that they sold them they put them on a truck and left to wherever they were oh going. really okay yeah. I didn't, so wasn't, every I didn't dinosaur get that. from the auction is out there okay every single one because they show you they don't put them back in their cages downstairs they load the crate on a truck and they hit it and the truck drives okay. off yeah. so so now they've got the dna they've got the dinosaurs so this really came down to this ethical question of or this moral question, this dilemma that Claire wanted to save these dinosaurs and she couldn't let them die. And it's just like, it's so hard for me because I get it from a movie standpoint, but these things are going to leave and immediately kill people. Like, right. I, I just hate that decision in a movie, but the little girl ends up yeah, pressing the button. It shouldn't have been a close call. Yeah. For, it's, for an adult. I like the fact that like that she does make the adult right. decision yeah. that the, the movie didn't go there because it isn't a heroic thing for her to do that. And I like the fact that the girl hit the button because it's exactly what a little girl would. have Right. Done. A little girl's like, got to save the animals. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. you know, and it's a, it's a dumb decision and it's exactly the sort of dumb decision a little kid would make. But it actually is even smarter than that, though, because she reasons that she's a clone and they're clones. They were they were raised by the same technology. They yeah. were created. So those are actually her. She's not a clone of a killing machine. So, no, it's not good logic. But that we know of. <laughs> Touche. But, but she was genetically created. So she yeah. came from the exact same technology as them. So, like, she... That's more of her reason. They give her a smarter reason. Yeah, yeah. Just, I like animals. That's true. Right? It, is, it is better than they're cute. Yeah, exactly. Not so much. She ends up letting him go, and this is probably my biggest bone of contention with the entire movie. Me too. She lets about twenty dinosaurs go, and now you you bookends. It started with Ian Malcolm at a hearing for should we save the dinosaurs or not. It ends with the end of that hearing, and he's like. You know, this is going to happen. History repeats itself. Things are going to go bad. He's like, was now that the we're... end of that ear hearing, or was that a different hearing? Same one. I'm I thought sure. it was the same one. I it's thought he had more facial hair in the second one. I'm I honestly don't. Okay, I, don't I so thought now. it was a different one. They... I thought now he was addressing 
the fact that they were out. The first hearing was about like what are we doing? Okay, or maybe, maybe take... the first hearing was supposed to be this final hearing, and they were it was like a flash. Either way, forward. I, either way, it, yeah. you know, we saw it last night. I didn't take it that way, but it could have been. Yeah. But in anyway, he's just like you know, history repeats itself. You're gonna create these dinosaurs that should be extinct. They're gonna kill and whatever. I've seen it. Welcome to Jurassic World. You're in Jurassic World now. Yeah. Aside from the people that bought these dinosaurs, there's like 20 dinosaurs on the loose. You don't see one helicopter out trying to hunt them down. They're just flying around. You don't see one police car, not one police car driving around. And the movie ends with now the dinosaurs are kind of roaming around in all these different and places around the U.S. Greater threats that we never thought we would. And, the yeah. army would take out these di- yeah, these 20 like, dinosaurs right. in in two hours it's I mean, supposed it's to just, set up it seems like it's such a big setup for what's going to be the dinosaurs are going to take the, the world yeah yes and but and, it's, it's definitely not no, they're contained it, to like what a hundred mile radius at the moment like well and even then they're contained in north america they wouldn't yeah. get yeah they would yeah, not exactly get, you know, or the western hemisphere yeah. i guess they could they would not make it out of the state across state lines by the time the army came and, and took yeah. them out a tank takes out a t-rex i don't care how big it is i mean you know the or, pterodactyls are shot or, down or a moab yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, a, uh, a, uh, a hillbilly on his porch takes out those pterodactyls flying around. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't like, I get the, the way they set it up, like the world was over because of yeah. those dinosaurs. Yeah, they, they needed to put more dinosaurs yeah. into play. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, so I, you know, that was my big bone of contention with the ending because that was just dumb again. There was some great imagery there, though, with the T-Rex yeah. and, the, and the lion and the, it's beautiful the big looking. water one. In yeah. The, yeah. In just the, like a uh, Zack Snyder movie looks good. It's yeah. It was... It's it was, better than that, but point taken. Yeah. Was there... I didn't stick around. Was there something after the credits? Very, not worth it. The, <laughs> the most worthless after credits scene of all time. If you're going to see it, I'll don't stick around yeah. for this. They're in Las Vegas. It opens in Las Vegas, and you think there's going to be something clever or something scary or something that would lead into the next movie. They're in Las Vegas, and there's a few pterodactyls flying around, and then it ends. That's it. They yeah. literally three just pterodactyls you. land on like one of the top of one of the casinos or, or yeah. some kind of tower there, and then it just cuts to black. I mean, the only thing it's showing you is that pterodactyls made it from wherever they were on a dock, so wherever the water came in, so right. the coast, they made it to Las Vegas, and so um, yeah, um, yeah. I well, I, that's the safest place for the dinosaurs to be, <laughs> right? I mean, what happens in Vegas <laughs> stays in Vegas. The dinosaurs can't leave. They legally Vegas. can't. They, they are legally <laughs> precluded from leaving. I've Las seen Vegas. those tourist campaigns. Like they're going to play it up. The what? I mean, oh, it's going to be Nicolas Cage in the next one. There we yeah. go. That's how they're leaving Las Vegas. That's oh it. my god! On dinosaurs on the back yeah. of pterodactyls. Um, I love Jurassic Park. I really want this franchise to be good, and I liked a lot in this movie when they got off the island, when it got contained, when it went from big to to a small haunted house movie i really liked it i just wish it was smarter yeah uh, i just can't believe they went into human cloning made that part of the of the the canon and then it was just nothing because like, that's they heard hu- but they heard the out like oh you don't mean the hybrid you mean the little girl the little yeah. girl because yeah. it was uh concept art for jurassic world 2 was human dinosaur clones like Ugh. Army militarized like human. Yeah. Ugh. So, but no, I that like, it is that going to be a strong point in the next one? Like, well, now <laughs> like, now you've got all these, you know, stere- very stereotypical Russian mobsters and different, you know, whatever. Yeah, like they, it's, that re- that was straight out of Central Casting. It like was, that was brutal. It was really <laughs> bad. You might, might as well shown you like an Eskimo with a spear. Yeah, it was really yeah. bad. But you've got all these people out there that now and Jeff Goldblum touches on it at the end. It's like now it's like you don't know what they're going to do with this stuff. Like they're not making theme parks. And you see the the genetic, the little, uh, not chromosomes, whatever Nedry had in the can, like those little 
DNA capsules. Sure. I just can't think of the yeah. name of them right now, but uh, the embryos, right? They, they had those little embryos in a suitcase. And so there's every single dinosaur type. They've got a couple different specimens of it. And so, I mean, you don't know what the, the what's going to happen next. So the genetic part, I think, is definitely going to come into play. Um, but I would love... I just wish the movie could get smaller and now it did for a little bit in this movie for the second half, but now they're out and there's yeah, no going back. But they also have a new genre to play with, right? And now it's just going to be a flat out monster movie. Yeah, it's just going to be, you know, so it's like they did like a straight ahead dinosaur movie and then they gave us a haunted house movie and now the next, next one, monster. you know, so I mean, honestly, they're kind of following an MCU model in that they're going to use these characters in different tro- yeah. genre tropes. And I'm like, sure. at least that's what appears to be happening. And I'm cool with that. Well, you know what they need, though? What they need is The Rock. They need, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that's the type of movie they need where The Rock, I mean, I know that he does a lot of these type of movies, but they need someone that can be a big, dumb, ac- charismatic action hero. Did and you just I, call The Rock dumb? Well, the, you know, he doesn't usually play dumb, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I'm just They kidding. need the muscle that's charismatic and fun. Sure. I, I mean, I wonder if Owen now turns into a dinosaur hunter. Yeah. I mean, he kind of almost has to. Yeah. You know? Could you imagine The Rock and uh, and uh, Chris, Chris Pratt in the same movie? Up? That's I mean, Fast Whew. and Furious, The Rock, and all those other like you yeah. never would. I'm talking talk- about just the charisma, like their on screen presence. Like Tom touched on it earlier, how he's not you know the Chris Pratt we know in these movies. Well, he, it it kind of leaks out a little bit. We did see Kurt yeah. Russell and The Rock in the same scene. I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I I I I didn't hate it. I didn't like it. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't love it. I feel. It just, I there were some really great shots from a filmmaking perspective. Yeah, like definitely. I think Jay Boyana is an awesome director. I think he's really good. Um, and, and, and he needs a better script to work with. If he makes the next one, I really hope that they can give him someone to hammer out a good script. Sure. Yeah. I had a lot of fun and I, I don't think you're wrong in what you said. Yeah. I just don't care. You just like, don't, I, care. you don't yeah. have any, don't care. Like I, yeah. it was, I, it, it did exactly what I wanted it to do. If what did I liked it? Would I have liked it more? Were it a smarter film? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would love to see a movie do this stuff, be fun and, and also be a little smarter. But at the same time, like I never expected it from this franchise unless you have sure. a true, like, like legendary director like Spielberg making one of these movies and and that's what you get with Spielberg like he elevates I mean he's all his he's built a career out of elevating schlock right like I mean he took you know I mean Jaws was supposed to be a, a monster movie and he took like let's now let's do it with aliens now let's do it with with you know B movie serials from the 40s I mean that's yeah. I mean that's he's always taken the things that he loved as a child uh, not always, but it's been a reoccurring theme in his life. He takes the the types of movies he loved as a child that Hollywood didn't think were worth wasting real money and real talent on, and then he invests real money and real talent into them and elevates them above their genre. Yeah. I wish he was still... I mean, he produces, but I if he was making this movie, I just... I'd be interested to know how many real day-to-day decisions he makes on these movies sure. and how much is just... He gets a credit because it's yeah. his idea, That's or true. or he was so instrumental to its uh, to the first film that you if, know. If they make this the end of another trilogy, like the first three were that one, and now this is the Jurassic World trilogy, like what if they could get him back though and do some magic? I know that you said it's getting bigger and monster, you know, it's yeah. a really big movie, but man, if they could somehow wrap it up and he book ends, come, yeah, the, book ends oh, it, yeah, that'd be, be really neat. That'd be nice. It would. So, um, so yeah, there's, uh, there's that one. Your video recovery is 1993's Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy and lazy.
but okay. But it works. <laughs> I think you did a really good job with uh, the T-Rex and uh, the city and Ready Player One. That could lead to some really yeah. interesting scenarios in the next one should he direct it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, yeah, yeah, it would be great to see. Like, yeah. uh, it's, it's just, does he think it's... I could also see him thinking it's beneath him. Sure. I, but also, I mean, Ready Player One didn't do what it was supposed to do. Like, he might also be like, I could use a hit. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, he true. still likes to make hit movies. I still love know? that movie, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was. I I enjoyed the movie, but you know, but box it, office wise, it should have been huge. Yeah, sure, it should absolutely. have been much bigger than yeah. it was. So, but uh, but anyway, so I guess uh, that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everybody can say where to find them. This is Brad. You can find me on ReviewSTL.com. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket and uh, listen to show spoilers. That's at all the spoilers on Twitter. And this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. If you would like to continue the conversation online, please join us, won't you? On Twitter at Real Spoilers, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, join the League of Show Shares. Go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. And don't forget our Patreon account at patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. Which next up on the Patreon, Joe and I are going to do a retrospective on the original Halloween in honor of the new Halloween remake that uh, he broke down on the the, uh, Patreon page earlier this week. And we are also going to go back to the Lost World Jurassic Park. So if you want more dinosaur fun, we're going to go over and talk about the things they got right and everything they got wrong about that one. Awesome. So uh, there, that's it. I have no idea what we're doing next or when because of travel and holidays. I guess it's probably Ant-Man, but I, I don't know. We might sneak in the purge. Oh, I don't know. We'll the see. first purge or whatever. The first purge uh, stars Callista Flockhart, right? No. <laughs> Karen Carpenter? No. That's... <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> you lost me. Oh. Never mind. I'm sure someone will be offended enough to write us. I think I get it, but I don't. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's what I was thinking. So so anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Littlefoot follows a cloud to the Great Valley. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.